Welcome to a b- 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 bonus edition of the of Side Talks. I almost forgot the name of our podcast. How do you like that? Um, my name's Corey Craft, and I'm here over Zoom with. Oh, oh I'm supposed to talk now. Um, with Rachel Morgan. Hi, Corey. How are you? I'm I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm happy that we're so good at doing this this podcast after so long. This is an unusual circumstance for us, though, because we're not at Boutwell Studios. We're recording over Zoom, and we wanted to do that so we could get some snap uh, reactions to today's Academy Award nominations out there. Um, so, Rachel, we have eight films nominated for Best Picture. Uh, we got a whole bunch of first-time acting nominees, um, yep. and some some genuine surprises, I would say, in this lineup. What sticks out to you, uh, first and foremost, about these nominations? Well, I mean, first and foremost, I get right to, you know, my unselfish, like, counting of how many we've screened at the cinema, and I'm really happy to say I think this is maybe the most we've ever seen in a list. So um, Pandemic Year brought us that probably, but five out of the eight were screened at the Sidewalk Cinema, so I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and I would say most surprised, uh, but also pleasantly surprised by Promising Young Woman. Yeah. Uh, Promising Young Woman got like five Oscar nominations, including Best Picture and Best Director. I, I'd say it's, uh, if I had to put early money on it, and obviously there's still six weeks until the Oscars, yeah. so things could change. But if I had to put early money on it, I'd say it's the front runner. For Best Actress for Carrie Mulligan and for Best Original Screenplay for Emerald Fennell. But um, obviously, uh, with all of that news comes kind of an exciting demographic uh, update, I suppose you could say, in the Best Director lineup uh, after a pretty controversial uh, zero women were nominated for Best Director last year. This year, the Oscars have nominated for the first time two women uh, for Best Director, both uh, Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman and uh, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Um, Unbelievable. Unbelievable. uh, uh, I feel like maybe, just maybe the pandemic caused the Academy to, you know, really take a deep look inside themselves and realize that they've been, you know, shitheads for a long time. I shouldn't say this as folks that we're friends with or on the voting, you know, or voting Academy members, but um, you know, it's been wrong. It's been wrong for a while. And so this isn't a full correction, but I, I like it. It's better. Well, uh, I'm again, if somebody asked me to put early money on it, I would say Chloe Zhao is probably going to yeah. win best director. Um, I think Nomadland is, is going to win best picture. Uh, I've kind of thought that for a little while now and the nomination tallies this morning, uh, did not really change my mind. Um, yeah. It's it's a great film. We've talked about it on the on the podcast. Um, we've talked about a lot of these films on the podcast, uh, but but Nomadland has been the film of the year for me. Um, yeah, but- I think that's fair. I, I I I also feel like the minute I heard Nomadland Nomadland's title, I heard Oscar buzz. You know what I mean? Like I don't remember yeah. hearing about this film without hearing Oscar buzz. So I, I think you're probably right. I think it's probably, it's also just, and this is no slight to the film. The film is amazing. You know my feelings about this film, but it is, it is Oscar fodder. I mean, it is, this yeah. is like the Academy's going to eat this up, right? So. Yeah, it's not quite as safe of a choice that they, as something like Mank, which got 
10 Oscar nominations. Mank, of course, uh, the movie about the writing of Citizen Kane. And there's very little the Academy likes than uh, more than movies about Hollywood. So I think we all kind of saw this one doing well coming. And, and of course it did. Uh, it's also a very technically beautiful movie. David Fincher directed it. Um, and it's not, you know, ironically, even though Fincher is a director that I love, uh, Mank might be the, my least favorite of these Best Picture nominees. Um, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It, it, it's a really strong year. I, I really do think that this is a good slate of nominations. Um, you know, looking at even a little film like Minari, um, which, you know, who could have foreseen not only that movie, you know, sneaking in there for Best Picture, but doing so well. I mean, I know that movie's beloved, but that was a true indie. You know, that was a Sundance 2020 acquisition that, uh, you know, A24 is very good at what they do um, as far as, you know, building hype and and getting the right audience for their movies. But even during the pandemic, you know, they managed to do that for Minari. And, and that's a movie I think that's really caught on with people, leading to a number of historic nominations for that film, including the lead uh, Steven Yeun, um, the first Asian American man to be nominated in Best Actor, which is terrific. Yeah, very cool. Also, a little bit of a, a local connection for folks who are interested. Uh, Stacy Davis, who is a big sidewalk supporter and is on our board, is a producer on this film. So, you know, it's pretty, pretty awesome. That is amazing. That's really amazing. Um, and it's also, I just wanted you to know, we have, both have cats right now. Sorry to interrupt, but we both have cats <laughs> right now bouncing around each of us. Both, by the way, black and white kitties. Yeah, our tuxedo so. cats. My tuxedo <laughs> cat is sitting right next to the uh, the microphone here. He's got to get involved with the Oscar Oscar talk. They're very excited. The cat, my cat Louis Louis Lumiere, is very excited about the nominations right now. So. Well, what else stands out to you? Um, were there any unpleasant surprises? You know, I. I feel very unfazed. I mean, yeah. you know, I feel like it. You know, I feel like all bets were off this year because of the year that it was. Sure. So, um, you know, I, I got there's a little tiny nod at Tenet. Um, I, you know, you, Tenet shouldn't get an Oscar nomination because it brought movies back to the cinema. But uh, at the same time, it's like it brought movies back to the cinema. And I know this is the conversation we've had before. Was like you know, Tenet didn't save motion pictures, but in some ways I, I'm arguing it kind of did. I mean, it, it's the thing that allowed us to open our doors. So, you know, I would have loved to see Tenet get something else, not just because of other things. So that I'm, you know, I'm biased there. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to really bitch too much about that, but uh, you know, no, it, it, it feels very, you know, very typical. I do hope promising young woman takes, you know, wipe, you know, wipes it, wipes up at the, at the Academy Awards. But other than that, no, what about you? Um, a couple of things. I mean, we've got Glenn Close getting in for a Best Supporting Actress nomination for her role as Maw Maw in Hillbilly Elegy. I think we're I delighted by that. I knew this was coming. Um, you know, uh, what can you say about that? The uh, Only the third time an actor has received both an Oscar and a Razzie nomination for the same role. Uh, Well-deserved for Glenn Close there. Um oh. How do you think Amy Adams' morning was this morning? I, you know what? I bet she didn't even set her alarm. I bet she was like, "Yeah, I'm not she, even gonna bother." She, she knew. She knew. She knew it was, yeah. She tried very hard. 
she tried. Um, I love Sound of Metal, so I'm happy to have seen uh, the number of nominations that movie got. Uh, the Father, which is one of another of my favorite movies of the year, um, despite having been seen by really not very many people at all, it just came out in theaters. It is um, not available to rent on VOD yet, um, though it will be, I think, soon. Um, but I, I think that you know there were there was an opportunity, as you said, in this weird year that the Academy missed to highlight some smaller titles that were certainly deserving of their attention. Um, I didn't think that there was much of a chance to see any recognition for Kelly Reichert's first cow or Eliza Hitman's never rarely, sometimes always, but I, I sure do wish that both of those movies were represented here somewhere. Uh, and while, um, Spike Lee just won an Oscar for Black Klansman, his his previous movie. Um, his most recent movie, *The Five Bloods*, is a masterpiece, and that's yeah. the that's the movie that I'm feeling missing most acutely from this lineup, uh, especially Delroy Lindo, who plays the lead in *The Five Bloods*. Who, that's that's one of the performances of of the year for me, um, and to see that not show up was was disappointing, though not terribly surprising. Yeah, I'm not surprised by any of that. I wonder how Spike Lee's morning was. Um, you know, Probably not he, great, but he's used to it. I mean, he's gotten snubbed right, so many right. times. Like, you know, as as he's fond of pointing out, he still has a grudge against driving Miss Daisy, you know, winning Best Picture of the Year, Do the Right <laughs> Thing, was not even nominated. And honestly, justifiable grudge. He's right, he's right. But also he's, you know, he's, he's prone to bitch about anything. So I, I definitely feel like somebody got an earful this morning. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, you're not wrong about these things. First Cow is one of the very top of my list for, for best films of the year, for sure. Um, but I am not surprised that it's not yeah. on the list. Um, no, that I wasn't feel, surprising. Yeah, I feel a little calm before the storm in a way with this year, because I do think that this is sort of hinting at what you're saying here, which is that this is a revolutionary year in the industry across the board um, because of how this has impacted this sort of like dual manner in which the pandemic has impacted our industry, which is it shifted everything and changed everything in the world of distribution and consumption. At the same time, people are, have consumed more than ever and are, and are, I feel like there's a sort of a cultural recognition that, that you know, the importance of, of what media can do during, you know, eras like this one. So it's an interesting time. And, and the consumption of, of, of media also demands more media, right? So extreme consumption. So anyway, it's a, I just feel like I am, I am buckling up for, the, for what we are going to see happen, maybe not so much in 2022, but probably starting in 2022, as we move into 23 and 24 and the jailbreak that, you know, is potentially in our, on the horizon here in, in all areas. So um, I wonder what the, what the Oscars 2022 are going to start looking like. And that's that's sort of where my eyes are. But I mean, this year, Netflix, uh, among all the nominations, received 35 Oscar nominations. Um, oh, will they yeah, will oh. they ever match that again, especially after, you know, theatrical exhibition? in its traditional form resumes presumably in the next few months 
who who can say but Netflix is the, they're the may queen netflix netflix is the may queen um no doubt about it i bet they're real fucking happy with themselves and um they're going to eat the entire planet well um they made a lot of great movies last year so <laughs> if if they could at least have the decency to continue making great movies while eating the entire planet um i guess it won't be you know the worst thing in the world uh all right well any any closing thoughts on this or you know i'm, I'm pretty excited to see how it shakes out no i'm just taking screenshots right now <laughs> of, of my of my cat sitting right next yeah. to me this is this is where my yeah. cat sits during class all day every day um oh, wow. so so the the kids really have gotten to know him and and like him a lot cats really have a they are very good at social distancing <laughs> um no you know i don't have anything really else to add i i'm um you know i'm not surprised and then the oscar for the oscars i mean what you know I'm, I'm looking forward to a time too and we can get you know last year was it was fun to run in and high five you last year <laughs> when you know when we won what I see is the is sidewalks victory I'm looking forward to being back in the cinema with everybody and um, sparring with you a little bit and you know celebrating the uh, celebrating while at the same time middle fingering the the academy um, and so I mean, it, you know, it feels a little lackluster this year for that reason. Not not because of the films themselves, but because of you know the nature of where we are. Yeah, that's understandable. It is hard, really, to put any emotional investment in the Academy Awards this year. <laughs> so, um, but but I've managed to find some emotional investment anyway, and and we'll <laughs> probably get all fired up about one thing or another, as I usually do. Uh, all right. Well. Um, oh. that- brings to an end our special bonus episode of side talks uh on the academy award nominations well first just you oh, know email oh. us what you think podcast at sidewalkfest.com right that's a great plan we should give listener feedback give us your feedback and thanks to Batwell studios not for recording this but because you can tell the difference between this and our normal <laughs> podcast and we appreciate them so much so yeah thanks for listening all righty bye-bye everybody bye